welcome to EastEnders Weekly for now. Happy New Year! That's right. If you're watching live, if you're watching this back, then... Yeah, it might be New Year we're watching in 2021. <laughs> and we a busy New Year. We had some experimental episodes. Two experimental episodes we had. We had yeah. flashbacks. One after the other. And we had a day in the life of Linda. The night of her life. Because mm. she's a night owl now, is our Linda. Mm. She likes to drink. One episode being one of the best of 2019, one of them being one of the worst of 2020. Well, that's a matter of opinion. Because I, I, having watched it again, we won't say what episode we're, <laughs> we're indicating. I mean, if you're on our Twitter, you probably know which episode Ben might be relating to. But um, having watched it again, yeah, having watched it again, it, I don't think it was that bad. It, it was what it was. Boom. It was bad. Boom. During the night, I actually thought about like not watching EastEnders anymore. Really? Did yeah. you have nightmares? Did your nightmares involve a loud <laughs> boom? It's everything <laughs> I hate in an EastEnders episode that was. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll talk about that later because there's so much to talk about. Boom. Because um, we're discussing the episodes that are broadcast on the 30th of December right through to the 3rd of January. And we also went back to the 25th of December as well this week. We Two did. Christmas episodes. It's, it's like they knew they did this thing right of Christmas and they thought, you know what, let's chance our arm and try it again. <laughs> and ruin it. <laughs> yeah, and then muck it all up. Shall I remind the listeners of some news that's happening with us very soon? Yes, Alex, you can. Thank you, Ben. So uh, what's happening is that on, on the 15th of January, we will be changing our name because Richie's on our back. And mm. we're changing our name. And Grey and Leo. Yes, especially Leo. Leo. <laughs> Leo's got some obsession with me. He just stands across the road and just stares at me. Oh, lovely. How mm. nice. I know. It's a bit haunting, but fine. Uh, 15th of January, we are changing our name to Walford Weekly. All the details are on our website, walfordweekly.com. But just suffice to say that if you're subscribed to us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or on your favourite podcast app, just expect it all to change on the 15th of January. So if you see a podcast called Wolford Weekly... Yeah, and you're like, I'm not subscribed to this. Yeah, unsubscribe, this? unsubscribe. <laughs> Don't, Don't do unsubscribe. That. No, because it's us. Stick and everything us. is staying the same, basically. Yes, yes. Just name. Just the name and a song, theme tune, or it's theme, called Jingle. Yeah, yeah all kinds of the bits. word. Little, little pieces like that are changing. But, um, we've already changed on Facebook, you may mm-hmm. have noticed. When you've uh, asked to join us, we're now the Wolford Weekly EastEnders chat. EastEnders community. I oh, I'm sorry, fun. sorry. We're highbrow. <laughs> we're not just a chat we're a community, we're a community. And we are a community and we're a lovely community so come join us on our facebook anyway website. let's get going because we've got like a thousand storylines to go because they just keep they just kept appearing and each episode more storylines just kept popping up everywhere so um we're going to start off with the whitney and lee one because lovely lee was still was still hanging around yes lee and whitney have reconciled their differences and they're now bffs once again all over a boogie at Ruby's, the brand new nightclub. 80s night. Original. Wolford. It's original. It's new. Um, Didn't have that last year with uh-uh. Tina and Stuart. That's E20. No one wants any of that. <laughs> no one cares about E20. They, they, they just had green everywhere. Ruby's has got a big video wall. I know. I'm, She's like redone that quite quickly, hasn't she? She really has. And it's, and it's so much better as well. It just looks like such a... It looks more like a nightclub in there now rather than some kind of... Mm. You know, cheap hangouts of Sharon and stuffy Mel. Stuffy old Mel and Sharon. Yeah, yeah, I know. They they don't they don't know how modern people kids want it. You what you need is a Ruby production, mm. and once a Ruby production takes under gets underway, you're gonna have a top notch nightclub to go to. That's right. And um, it was nice to see Lee and Whitney get that moment because it's kind of been just forgotten for about three years about his like suicide and his depression, and Lee's come back 
like a new man and he's mm. more mature he's chilled out yep he knows what he wants with life and he's here to just give everyone advice he's just giving everyone advice he's giving his mum advice he's giving whitney advice i mean anyone who asks he'll give him advice and whitney was there to basically tell her like him everything oh, she have... literally went through every storyline she's ever had <laughs> in the past three years to be fair i think she liked that she had like just a new fresh set of ears to listen to her woes and mm. she has had to be fair to whitney has had quite a lot of trouble these past couple of years she has, and it's still continuing mm. so she deserves to have a little bit of comfort from lee and then mm. lee gave it to her with a very straight back he oh, sat no. very upright in he's the cafe. to the gym, clearly. <laughs> oh, he's got a stick up his bum, something like that. <laughs> Who knows? But um, he was there because she said that she was afraid to go outside. And mm-hmm. she eventually did admit that, uh, yes, Leo is scaring me, actually. Now I've actually processed and thought about it. Mm. And um, he was there like, no, you've got to live your life. You can't let him stop you. Come to the club with me. Well, we'll, we'll dress up together. Yeah, we'll be we'll act- look sexy together. Well, that's a matter of debate. <laughs> Some people look great on 80s night, but not everyone. Lee and Whitney did. Lee and Whitney look fine. She was Madonna. 80s wasn't known for its high fashion, though, was it really? It, it, it doesn't show off your tight curves, let's just say. Lee um, was accused of basically being one of many men by Whitney for uh, treating her like dirt. And um, afterwards, I think Whitney realised that really all these men that she said that have been horrible to her have one by one also been her comfort blanket. So Callum's her best friend. Lee's become her best friend. Mm-hmm. It's nice that she's got this kind of unit of people who have just basically hurt her, but are there still to support her for, for more of her problems. Yeah, because they still love her as a friend. Yeah. Um, but I did find it a bit weird how Lee apologised to her. But she didn't apologise to him. It's like she could have said sorry because she wasn't the best no, wife she, to be. She did push like the whole money crisis when he was in mm, debt. Which that, made him that, like spiral. Yeah, that was partly her own fault as well. <laughs> the way she kept wanting things. I want rings, my own flat. Rings, flat. She, yeah, she wanted to get out of that, the pub. New bed. New bed, yeah. She wanted him to have a brand new job. And mm. so he ended up doing a job he didn't love, you know, and uh, got bullied and then ended up rampaging the Vic, you know. So a lot of the problems were down to Whitney too, but I think Lee stood back, realised that perhaps... She needs the she story needs, more. Yeah, because yeah. he's left, he's gone to Dover with his girlfriend. Yeah, and, um, well over time. Yeah, but he's recovered now and he's been able to have... I mean, once you leave the square, it's a, just a normal know, life. He's had quite a nice life, hasn't yeah, he? He needs to come back. Not heightened. And, well, I said last week, he needs to come back, he's fresh, he's clean, he's ready to come back, ready for more mud to be thrown at mm. him and muck to share. Yeah, it's nice that he was there for um, Whitney. We had no sight of Leo, so um, it's all good. Yet. No, but like her night out with him was just a happy night because they sent a photo and they were all having fun with Stuart and Rainey. Well, so. it was happy until uh, Linda gave her evil eyes, but we'll <laughs> we'll get to that bit later. Mm. Well, we're at um, E20. No, not E20. Well, we're at Ruby. Sorry. Yes, don't get it wrong. It's Ruby. Um, let's talk about Ruby because there was another little funny storyline of her and Max where he was really really trying to make her jealous in the open relationship mm. so he doesn't quite understand it in his brain does he no he understands it but he, he, can't, no, he doesn't want to well no he, he doesn't like the fact that the shoe is on the other foot mm. um jack quite Which rightly says to, yeah jack quite rightly says to him like you know if you this is something that you would probably jump at the chance if it was given to you an opportunity but because max is finally finding his mortality and realizing that he's now a bit old to be sleeping around and seeing younger girls and he's not really got the charm and the you know the white eye the old white eyelash flat flitter flatter flitter, flitter doesn't work quite mm. so much anymore stacy's not around so he can't fall back on her yeah but you can't go to stacy every christmas just to fall on her and you know get because <laughs> yeah, he tried no, no, with linda and a few girls in the vic in the club sorry but no 
He he did he pretend he had one of their numbers and she was and Ruby was like oh go on then just go it yeah he said fun. yeah he said oh some girls some girls asked me over to hers afterwards um, I, I'm thinking about going and Ruby's like all right then have fun and walks yeah. off and he's just like oh it's like a probably, lost puppy she's probably thinking oh thank God night off of Max I know I would think that too <laughs> but it is funny how like the one time Max is allowed to play away he doesn't really want to mm. and then when he's in a relationship where it's like a normal relationship, inverted commas, he's not allowed to play away, so he obviously wants to. So yeah, there's some sort of... Is there some sort of weird thing there? weird thing is, is that he wants a woman to be 100% dependent on him, but he won't but not the other give way that the same way around, yeah. Mm. And he, 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 can, he feels as though he can do whatever he likes, but a woman has to always want him. And that's his problem, and he doesn't like it. And so his, his desperate need to make Ruby jealous of him, because he, he genuinely believes he's some kind of God's gift, and it's just not working out for him. Yeah. I think it's hilarious, and I love I it. And keep going, Ruby. I yeah. love you. Every time Ruby just makes fun of him, I just she just goes up and up and up mm. in my estimations. I really love Ruby. Again, I, I, I won't talk about it just yet, but when it was Linda's uh, episode, um, when she's being served by Ruby, I really loved the scene with Ruby. I don't know why. It was just a standard kind of like mm. conversation, like, buy me a, get me a drink. Oh, I don't think you should. I'll get my own drink then. Oh, okay, don't come behind the bar. <laughs> and for, something, for some reason, like, Ruby's charm is really she's really mm, found her she's been written on really well mm. like she's been written like a real proper person yeah like a person of today but also she's not being pulled away from like when she was first introduced it was always just her and stacy and martin mm. and i think it's kind of nice that she's now kind of got involved and she has got and at first we were like oh i hope oh, i hate that she's got rubies she's now getting the club but actually i like that she's got the club because it's made the club feel like an actual place that people would inhabit mm. Rather than this kind of add-on, this tack-on that the, there's the Vic, oh, and there's E20. It now feels like there's three genuine places you could visit for a night out in, in uh, Wolford. Mm, that's true. Mm. Right, so next up on our quick fire round is Honey and Billy. Pow, pow, pow. They were there because she's not still not eating cheese puffs. <laughs> I mean, who, who refuses a cheesy puff? <laughs> I know, especially when you're next to Billy. Well, He's offering them round with his hands in the bowl at the same time. Yeah, yeah, didn't wash his hands before he came out of the toilet, you know. <laughs> But um, I am glad that they're continuing like the honey eating disorder storyline. They've not just dropped it. So I'm really mm. pleased about that. But, you know, she did go in for a kiss with Billy. She did. Karen saw, but wasn't really bothered. Karen has a lot more things bothered. on her mind. No, she wasn't bothered but... at all. She didn't care. She said, she said, she's outright. been talking to Ruby, isn't she? <laughs> but she? But no, she said, she said, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about any of that at the moment. She's more concerned about her My son. My son's dead. Yeah. So that that's a bigger problem of mm. her on her situation but it was sweet that um when uh, honey was on the stairs afterwards and she was talking to, again linda linda's blooming scene keeps coming in linda kind of comforts honey and says to her you're beautiful you're you're a model you're you're gorgeous i'd do anything to swap places mm. with you and i think the swap places with her was more to get her conscience removed because of obviously what she knows again we'll talk about it in a minute but um also i think that she was a bit jealous that honey has sustained her looks in her age yeah got very good skin yeah nice eyes dresses well <laughs> hot if i if, if i was billy i'd 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 go to honey mm. let's be honest honey and billy will always be together yeah, i don't want them together so but i don't think there's anything more that they can have i don't think <laughs> honey's tried going elsewhere and it's it's she's been destroyed by it she's been hurt well, and we've Billy's said who, her reliable who honey one. should be with ash they're a match made in heaven those two well yes well but ash is trying to get together with tina apparently so it's all <laughs> going Icar, well. isn't it someone 
Oh, sorry, yes, Ikra's going with... Yeah, there you go. So if Ikra goes with Tina... Yeah, Honey Ash's, can get Ash. Ash is available. And she does say she's bisexual, so, you know, Honey... Mm, made that very clear this week. It was very clear. It's like, I am bisexual. <laughs> I'm neither one way or the other. Linda. Don't make me choose. Right, so the last one on our quick fire short stories is the revelation about Isaac from Cherie. Because mm. obviously Christmas, this is when that flashback like, situation happened. She disappeared for half the night when Denise kicked her out and we got like the other half of that storyline. Well, we saw the moment when, yes, we saw the moment when Cherie, we saw it from Cherie's point of view. So on Christmas Day, we saw it from Patrick and Denise's Mm. point of view when Patrick had a bit of a breakdown and blamed Denise for all of his woes. (laughs) But this time we saw it from Cherie's point of view Mm. and we met Isaac. We did, a new character. I mean, hello, Isaac. Do you want a bit of background on him? They've released a little I like bit. a lot of background about him. They have said that he is a teacher. Oh. So professional male in the square, which oh. we enjoy. Hopefully Sonia he's not evil. Teacher. No, that's true. That's true. Fingers crossed. Not like Grey and Leo. I don't, think you can be, I don't think you can have an evil teacher, can you? I think you're playing dangerous grounds mm. if you introduce an evil teacher because they're teaching children and that means they're manipulating children. And that makes them... Maybe he'll teach Bex over the summer for university and they'll get a little... What, a private tutor? A thing going on. She likes her, tu- her teachers, doesn't she? Well, that's what I was saying. Sonia or Bex. Oh, yeah. They both like they like to share their teachers. So um, that's good. But of course, he's a teacher, but he's got troubled past. Of course. Like everyone. <laughs> why, why, why even visit the square if you've got no troubles? So um, that's like the official synopsis of his character, which we've been given. Mm. Um, and we know that Cherie is his mum. And he's waited a long time for the right time to meet her new husband. And she says the time's not right yet. But we don't really know what's going on there. And Cherie just basically said, go save your auntie and I'll let you know when it's time. Which so is convenient, because now we've, now we've met him, now we can go off for two weeks. And yeah, we so we didn't just... see much more of them. Yeah. But you're trying to work out who Isaac is, or why can't he meet Patrick. Yeah, this is it, isn't it? This is the mystery. What What is it that Patrick's not allowed to know about Isaac? What's, what's mm. Cherie hiding? Or what Isaac's not allowed to know about Patrick. Mm. Or what Cherie doesn't mm. want Patrick or Isaac to know about each other. So it's very odd. I mean, obviously, is it Patrick's son? But that means him and Cherie would have had a child years ago. But why can't she just tell him? You see, you see, you keep coming back to it's Patrick's son, it's Patrick's son. But That's he all seems I can a, think of. He seems a bit young to be Patrick's son, don't you think? He seemed like a, quite a young lad. Mm. And don't forget, Cherie is considerably younger than Patrick. Because Cherie's mum was the same age as Patrick because she went away with... Yeah, Teddy. Ted, yeah. Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> oh, Teddy. Um, He's one of the casualties of 2019, isn't oh, he? Oh, that's fine. Oh, Ted. Mr um, Murray. I mean, I find it interesting she said, go save your auntie. I don't know if that's a clue. Is he something to do with Patrick's kids? Like Mr. Dr Truman or Paul? That's what I'm wondering. I reckon he might be his grandson. Hmm, but that means Cherie's slept with her sons, had a child, and now she's married, like, his granddad. That's a bit, like, weird. But Paul wasn't Patrick's real son, so maybe it's not as weird. Mm. But it seems a bit of, like, a, you've deliberately trapped me into this marriage. Like, if I was Patrick, I'd think that's a bit weird. Um, but, I mean, it's better... Out of all the men, why have you picked me? Better that than money, because that's what the whole thing was Mm. about to begin with, wasn't it? It's nice that Cherie's not just a gold digger. I suppose so. That's a that's a good sign. But you know, it's interesting. It I is is there more to us knowing that he's a teacher? Is that is that something that because teacher's quite a professional occupation, isn't mm-hmm. it? And um, Paul was a doctor. Or was Paul it... wasn't. Paul's the gangster. Oh, sorry, Patrick. No, no but Patrick. <laughs> Anthony. Anthony. Sorry, Anthony is a doctor. So. Yes. I mean, is that the kind of a signal of academia? Oh, yeah, you know, something yeah. along those lines. 
Uh, it's hard to work out because she's married to Patrick, so it just makes it a bit weird if she's also was with one of his kids. So it's just but, a but it's bit not really because she is much considerably younger than him. I know, but then why is she then seeks Patrick out to marry him? But then there must be something about the family blood, isn't there? Maybe he likes. She likes. There's something about the Trumans. Mm. It's a shame they cleared. Not a shame because it's, it's a stupid storyline. But the fact that they cleared up the Kim and Denise being not. Um, real sisters like this reveal could have been that Cherie was Denise's real mum um so it's a shame that was cleared up because that they, could have been sisters. yeah that could have been a um storyline but yeah I can't see how what else Isaac's hiding or could it be something to do with have I said this before Vincent yeah why could he not see Patrick though that's got nothing to do with Patrick but it's not but that's is it Kim, is it just it? yeah but is it just Patrick she's hiding him from we, we think we're just presuming it's Patrick, but she doesn't say anything to Denise either. Mm, that's true. So she's hiding it from all of them. So is it? Are we just presuming it's all about Patrick, but it's actually about Denise. a lot more? Denise, well, or or Kim, Kim. or Pearl, uh, and Kim's <laughs> or Mika. It's it's Pearl's <laughs> secret father, and um it, and yeah, well, it could be Pearl's brother if it, it could be uh, Vincent's son. No, oh, yeah, it could be. Could be anyone. Very exciting. But, but that's, um, that's what I mean. It's, it could be absolutely anything. Yeah. Any, so, anything or anything. Who knows? Not me. Not you. Do you I'm know? Sure. Listeners out there? Yeah. Get in touch. Let us know. <laughs> Tell us. Right, so we're going to go move on to the main um, storyline now of what happened to Keanu. So this is where my love for EastEnders dies. Well, the build-up and the aftermath were fine. It was just the execution in the middle that was... Mm. No pun intended with the execution, because <laughs> there was no execution. But... And, and and a lot of people. There was an execution of a few characters. They were <laughs> as characters. That, no, they were assassinations. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a lot of people on Twitter said, "Oh, it wasn't really surprising." And you're right, it probably wasn't. But I think I think it was portrayed quite well. It was fine, and it's it's building up to, shall I say, a 35th anniversary episode mm-hmm. quite well. Got a little hint at that at the end, I think. Well, I think we got a hint with it also when uh, Phil smirked as well. So I think it's very yeah. much going to be. Well, don't you think that it's very much becoming a Who Shot Phil 2.0? Because we've had a. It's got to be Ben, hasn't it? Surely. Do you think it's going to be Ben? I think it's going to be Phil. I thought it was going to be another one. <laughs> Not another election. <laughs> um, I thought I genuinely thought I was with you. I thought it's going to be Ben. It's going to be who shot Ben. But then afterwards, I thought, well, Phil's not really got a reason to dislike Ben yet anyway so but ben has got a lot to dislike phil about because he feels like he's been put in this position just because he needs to show his love and dedication to the mitchells, mitchells. exactly one of them <laughs> one of them not one of them so <laughs> it's it for me it's because they've done sharon gate 2.0 it worked out been quite good they've had a pretty good christmas out of it why not 35th anniversary mm-hmm. who shot phil will 2.0? lisa still be around then do you think I, I don't even know a, Lisa's still there now. Well, yeah, quite. But as like a suspect. Well, I, um, well, when they did the Who Shot Phil last time, mm. was it Dan Sullivan? They brought back all of a sudden, but they only brought him back as a suspect. Oh, that was the only reason they brought him back. Is that what Lisa's there for? To, 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 to be, be a suspect. suspect. I don't think they need Lisa to be a suspect, though. There's enough people there, isn't there? There's Karen, mm. there's Martin, there's Ben, there's Louise, Keanu. potentially. There's Keanu. Keanu. There's exactly. There's him as, that as no, well. All of them like Phil at the moment. There's Linda. They don't all like Phil. Lisa and... Karen hates Phil. Yeah, but Louise and Ben, I mean. like They're all smug and mm. all sitting around ben's the table lovey ben's not ben's been drinking a lot more he's coming sleeping back around. sleeping Poor around Callum. he's gone back well, he's exactly he's gone he's reverted back to before the days of callum where he's still 
pining and hurting for Paul. Now he's pining and hurting for the fact that he's just done some heinous crime mm. to warrant the love of his father. And uh, so, I'm, yeah, Ben's, Ben's angry. Yeah, I'm not sure they've shown that well because I'm kind of disappointed with like the lack of Louise. I know I'm not Louise's number one fan, but like we've had that no... bitch. <laughs> yeah, her. <laughs> um, how do you know I was talking about her? Um, but we've had no like... We don't know how she feels, really. We obviously even know how she feels about Keanu. She shuddered when she had the gunshot. <laughs> that was so stupid. Like, she had some, like, premonition. Boom. <laughs> I felt something in my Ooh, tummy. In, in my... <laughs> That's what I was going to But um, we don't know, like, how she feels about Sharon. Like, the whole year Sharon's been doing all these things to her and she saw her as a second mum above Mel. Mm. And I just feel like we've missed a little bit of character. Just thought Sharon's another aftermath. one to fill. Sharon. Shirley, go, she shot him last time, didn't she? She did. That was the wedding day, wasn't yeah. it? Um, no, I completely agree mm. with you. It's it's a it's a strange one with Louise because you don't you you saw when she, we thought she winked at Karen. We now know she didn't wink at Karen. No, she so was... there's no twist there. So she, as far as we are aware, she has okayed the killing of Keanu. Mm. And the same as Phil and the same as Ben. And she that's, signed it off. I think that's what's irritated most people. Is She's that, the Donald Trump of the Mitchells. Yeah, is that these three characters who, yes, Ben's a murderer. He didn't kill her on purpose. Martin reminded them that. These three characters aren't murderers. Mm. And the Mitchells have never been seen like these top gangsters before. They've always been like dirty, den, petty crimes. Evil enough, but not so evil you don't root for them. And now it just feels like they're all sitting around the table... With, with blood on their hands. Yeah, knowing, as far as they know, Keanu is dead. And mm. they're just like, yeah. Yeah, I know. They're just so nonchalant yeah. about it, aren't they? Like, oh, well, that's my main, another round. <laughs> that's my main problem. And this is the end of the Shianu storyline. And we haven't seen any much of Sharon, Louise, or Phil. Like, Keanu and Sharon didn't get a scene together to mm. say how they feel. We haven't had Louise and Sharon talk. And not really had Phil and Sharon talk after the initial... Hot headedness in the, in the Vic, wasn't mm. it? And that was what last week, so yeah, it's it weird. There's a bit, no interaction, well, like a year ago when we knew that this was obviously going to happen at Christmas. Could you imagine if we predicted the end of Shianu would be about Martin and Linda and Karen? Mm, that's true. Like, what <laughs> Martin I... like turning evil and Linda having a drinking problem, yeah, based getting on all it. involved in killing Keanu. So it just feels really a bit robbed, like a year and a half worth of this, and we've mm. not been able to get any of these characters' actual feelings on it. It'd be better with as you, as you're alluding to for them to see the more of the fallout between the Mitchells the and Sharon revolves around exactly the Mitchells the, the empire that is the Mitchells you know and everyone taking sides rather than the fallout of Martin having a breakdown and mm. being bullied by Ben and Linda you know developing a problem but can't talk to anyone about it because it means that she reveals that she knows the secret about Keanu mm. it's strange as you say it's taking this different direction and the fact how like she was drunk but then on the actual flashback episode she was the most like level-headed but before and after that she was acting really like distraught by it all she was really she was quite she she knew exactly the plan didn't yeah. she she came out with the plan straight away perfect she, aim she, she wasn't even looking my mom was going i can't shoot him i can't shoot him she's just like boom she i don't think she even looked in the direction <sighs> of the gun she just yeah, she outstretched her arm 90 degrees went, like something out of like a spaghetti western like <laughs> this, this woman who's had like bottles of vodka gin wine at that point she'd only just come out of hospital as well then if you in chronological order which she was on a drip so perhaps she was on like a (laughs) a salt drip so it was kind of clearing her blood out a little bit but then she yeah she picked up a litre which was a present for someone Mm, but she handled the gun like 
she's handled gun- like but she has handled a gun before let's never forget someone got shot in the vic only a year ago yeah but she didn't shoot him no but she's 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 felt a gun now she knows what one feels like so perhaps that, that confidence came inside of her it reminded me of watching um coronation street when Phelan was like walking around in the dark around that building site it reminded me it was like so kato's Oh, what, when he got buried, he almost got buried. people in, yeah. He almost got buried cement. in the cement and then someone came and rescued him. And then yeah, did, but like the whole yeah. tone of it and the, yeah. the over-the-topness. <laughs> but then that is Kate Oates. That's, it that's is, a and very that's, Kate Oates that's the EastEnders I just hate. No, see, I don't, it's, it has its place. I like, I like things to be over-the-top in a soap. I Don't get me wrong, it has its place. Mm. I do agree with you, and I know a lot of people disagree with us, um, but I do agree with you that the... the, the sound effects and oh, the <laughs> setting just didn't quite seem right but, but when he was picking up linda to drag her inside there were people walking across the bridge behind him they? <laughs> they didn't seem to care about these gunshots going off and this busy. kidnapping they had nothing to do they're christmas shopping the paparazzi boxing Ooh, day sale <laughs> better leak that to the papers <laughs> um but yeah the whole flashback episode just did not do it for me i'm afraid i don't think it was as bad honestly on a second inspection i've watched it more uh, than once yeah but i don't think it's as bad as it, it has such a build-up because there was christmas episodes fantastic the rest of the christmas week perfect new year's eve brilliant the pacing was fast it was quick and then mm. there was this hour-long episode where it slowed down and everything was much more there was a bit it was much more of a plod rather than an acceleration and mm. i didn't think need to be an hour it totally didn't maybe half an hour was a bit too restrictive too they could have easily made a 40 minute episode i think and mm. that would have fitted quite nicely for the for the tone of what had preceded it yeah because you didn't just have those stupid terminator bits with the gun and <laughs> God knows what was going on. But you also had like Jean and Daniel mm. and the brothers and you had um, Cherie and Patrick. Like, you had everything from Christmas Day, basically, again. Mm. So, yeah, it was, it was just too much. But it those was. scenes in that warehouse, those sound effects, like Martin and Keanu, like fighting and landing on rubbish bins and padding all the time. And he like he kept shooting the gun, like to make you think he shot Keanu. Mm. Like, why did he shoot the gun? It was just stupid. It didn't make any sense. They were flailing for... around, weren't they? Yeah, it was just for drama. In... Yeah. And we know that the only time he actually allegedly killed Keon was when his phone was out. So every time he had that gun and didn't have his phone out, it's perilous. But uh, no, that was part of their plan, though, don't forget, because to prove, they thought to prove if they... if they No, no, but when I was watching the episode, I mean, yeah. like every time they scuffled for the gun and he aimed the gun and then it went to Linda and you hear a gunshot, he didn't have his phone out. So I knew that wasn't the shot. Ah. Oh, I see. I see. Because we knew that he had taken recorded the recording at the, yeah. moment, at the time. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. I, I understand. So I was perilous. Mean. Yeah. I was. Oh, well. Wow. I was under no peril. You were of no peril. <laughs> you lacked peril. Mm. I mean, I, I, it got exciting for me, really. I, as the, When they had the scenes with just Martin and Keanu and they're kind of talking each other oh. out. That, yeah. They, they weren't nothing special Dreadful. at all. Even James Bay couldn't handle that dialogue. Fair enough. But when it became when it became when it, it, it was the plot and the plan between all three of them, then I got excited and I was a bit more excited about it. But then that was the last part. That's what I mean. So the part when it was it reminded me of Mick and Stuart when Mick kidnapped Stuart. Oh, yeah, the same warehouse, I think. <laughs> yeah, really. And put him in the back of the boot and then drove around in circles and reversed into. And that, that was done. T- <laughs> it was just too long. Like, OK, we get the point. Mick 
hates Stuart and he wants to uh, mm. get oh, his revenge. Because he got the big metal bar and you don't know if he hit him around the head and killed him. Yeah, and you've just left motionless. And again, it was like, okay, we get it. Martin is there to kill Keanu and we know that Keanu talks his way out of it. So we don't really need this long stretch scene. What I would be more interested in is, as you say, because it was perilous. So what I would be more interested in is they spent more time in seeing the intricacies of how they were going to sort the plan out. And that seemed rushed when Linda said, right, what we're going to do is no, we're going to shoot it. in the shoulder. Shoot yeah, yeah, shoot in the shoulder. And it will look like you've been shot then. And then Martin will shoot you off camera. And then we'll show you on the shot. And then you go to the A&E. No one will ask you anything about it. Get a fake passport. <laughs> Your new name is Adrian Swanson. And then you fly away. Mm, take my phone, Martin's phone. Yeah. It'll be fine. Mm. And scene. And it was like, why are you rushing that part? That's the part I want to see. That's the part that's mm. exciting. That's a... planning it. Yeah, the planning. It's almost like a murder she wrote, you know? You get to see how the murder was carried out. That's the fun part. That's mm. why I want to see the whole hour to be based on. I mean, when he went to the hospital, what happened? We don't really know what happened. We just know that Keanu's in the airport. And he, like, burnt his passport, but he didn't really need to burn it because the police aren't after Keanu. They're not. They're after Adrian Swanson. They're not even after Adrian Swanson. <laughs> But like, so Martin didn't really need to burn his passport. That was a bit over the top. Mm. But um, well, yeah. well, again, perhaps it was just to prove. I mean, there was a really we telling did that on line. his own. Yeah, but there was a really telling line from Ben when he said, "Where have you put the body?" And Martin was like, "Well, you don't need to know. You've seen the video. It's my secret. Yes, yeah, my secret." And so I suppose if if Ben was to delve a bit deeper, he and he was to find the Keanu's passport, that he might have known that perhaps Keanu might still be alive or something. Keanu like would have his passport, so what, Ben wouldn't know. Would, well, yes, I suppose you could look at it that direction, but you could also look at it that he let him flee, but he said, but you're not getting out of the country or something like that, and he kept the passport. You don't know. Mm. You, don't, you know, sometimes the, uh, you know, the fact that Martin's keeping hold of the mobile phone is a bit of a, a bit of an outstretched motion that that's going to be evidence if it should go any further to the police that mm. Ben Mitchell is like blackmailed him to do it. It's like, well, that doesn't really prove that, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't prove anything. Um, but I mean, I think the trouble is the episode before it was like really, really good. Mm. And the episode after it was really, really good. It's just that one just, it's just like, a, yeah. ugh, I hate it. It was a thorn between two roses. Yeah. I won't be watching that again on repeat. Well, we have twice. <laughs> no, not ever again. That's it. Because um, the episode after was really good because it was full of like character mm. and people sticking up for people. And Karen like had that big argument with Phil in the Vic and she threw his orange juice over. Yeah. And you went to the bar to get another one and she started attacking him. <laughs> she again, he, again, Phil threw her to the ground. I know. He's, really he's got not... a thing about yeah. <laughs> And the fact he's like laughing. Oh, that was really evil. Because you have to remember, I know that we know that Keanu's not dead, but Phil, as far as he's aware, he's just killed Keanu. Mm, mm. And he's there laughing at a mother. Yeah, in distress. His son is dead. So it's not, it's really not, sh- I don't know what they want us to feel for Phil. It's strange, isn't it? Because the, I, I've also looking at the, the, the perspective of what Sharon has done. Really, in the grand scheme of things, what Phil has done to Sharon is mm. far, far greater worse than what she's really done to him. Like, Phil's never gone around and said, oh, I want that one dead. Like, this is so Calculated. not Mitchell and yeah, it's and... so cold and mm. I don't know. It's not doing his character any favours. I mean, it may be, you know, the whole man- mantra that the Mitchells have been going through is you don't mess with a Mitchell. And suppose it might be their way of just kind of cementing their stature within the square. But it's like such a small postage stamp of the no, world. It's, it's like we really need to show that a lot of people agree that perhaps what Sharon did was a bit naughty and wrong. Surprisingly, Kathy has taken the side of the Phil. I know, that's stupid. Too. I mean, I get it because Kathy's been burnt by Sharon already. But that yeah. was years ago. You think mm. Kathy would be over that by now? Like. It's a cheat. Oh, it's a cheat. Yeah, it's like, why, right, Kathy? Calm yourself. But, like, 
I don't know. But Ian's taken a side too. And Ian's taken... That was good. Mm-hmm. Ian was good this yeah. week, taking sides. Um, but obviously we just had Karen like moping around thinking that he's dead. Linda, that's where Linda's guilt sort of comes from, is where she keeps seeing Karen missing her son and obviously she knows what's going on but martin ended up like not being able to keep the secret as, as long as linda because he ended up telling karen straight away yeah after such a such a vicious attack by martin to linda after she had drunk a bit too heavily on new year's eve saying you know we're all dead if you say anything and as you say he's the first one who broke he he, I know. he could he just couldn't watch it happen but Big he was softy isn't he really he is a softy and he, you know linda said oh i thought you were a good-hearted guy and i think that hit home and then when ben said you and i were not very different just like you know i show what i want people to see but inside i'm dying i'm screaming and you're showing everyone that you you know you're you're hurt and you know you're not covering it up very well and i think at that point martin thought to himself well actually yeah what, I, what i'm doing is wrong and so i need to put amends mm. to it so it's quite Bex had a little chat i guess that as well softened martin back again soft martin yeah a little <laughs> chat that she had but yeah he let karen know and um like the next day she nearly like messed it all up as well mm. in the cafe which was really Chanel. annoying yeah um but no he did take her over to um see keanu on his final moment yep his final flight off he goes <laughs> is he off to portugal I'm, i wasn't sure i don't think he said did he i think he didn't want karen to know yeah i don't think he said a location no. either i think it'd be too obvious it was portugal maybe he's off to see Ingrid. Suppose he goes to sit in mel's <laughs> mel's villa yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i've mel paid for it Thanks, it's Sharon. mine now but do you think he might be off to see his, his original girlfriend? Oh, yeah, Ingrid. Yeah. It'll be like um, Dirty Den and Jan in like 20 years' time. Ingrid will turn up, be like, I know where Keanu, Keanu's been the whole time. <laughs> and he'll turn up again. But yeah, maybe Ingrid. That could work. Mm-hmm. She could hide him away in yeah. her ski resort, which yeah. I imagine she's running by herself now. No, she's nannying. No, she? she's moved on. Would you, do you reckon she's she owns a, a ski resort? She probably owns a chain of hotels. Yeah. Ski resorts, yeah. <laughs> ski, ski lodges. <laughs> Ingrid. Or she trains nannies and spreads them around the world. <laughs> Do you reckon they all have a uniform with her face on the front? Yeah. Of That'd be sweet. I'd like to go to Ingrid's school for nannying. <laughs> but yeah, he's off. And he, I don't know what Karen's going to say to everyone because he said you can't let anyone know. Mm. So I don't know whether... Well, I don't suppose Karen really needs to say anything to anyone. The only thing She that... just needs to say she doesn't know, I guess. Yeah, the only thing that might spill the beans is the fact that she might be a lot more... <laughs> a lot more less Calm. distressed and she's calmer yeah mm. and so phil might be a bit suspicious it's like oh hang on why is she not screaming at me yeah, why is she not worried about yeah mm. and I mean, also sorry and also billy is quite a loose link as well isn't he because the mitchells have told him that you know don't don't stir the pot too much but at the same time if karen kind of leaks maybe she's she could say something to billy to say like you know oh i know he's okay now mm. maybe she'll just get rid of billy now like she has the excuse because she saw him kiss honey so mm. maybe she just think it's best to get rid of billy mitchell together yeah but it's it, it, it's interesting that billy is the link between her and the mitchell still and billy's always been not known he, he he's not really been known to be able to keep secrets from them mm-hmm. is he because he, he's another one who kind of just wants the the uh approval of phil um, i mean i wonder if karen is going to maybe go on more team Sharon now that she knows like because she knows that Keanu and Sharon were more than just a fling and also that that all the Mitchells wanted him dead including Mm. that bitch Louise (laughs) so um so it'd be nice if Sharon has an ally like a friend on mm. the square for her she does need them she's got quite a few she's got Ian nothing Oh no, she's lost Linda as well, hasn't she? Mm. After Linda's chucked fight. her out, yeah. But yeah, that'd be nice for Sharon, just have another someone on her side. That'd be sweet. Bye bye Keanu, I guess. That's. I mean, he did say the Mitchells will get what's coming to them one day. 
Mm. And Karen said she won't let his kids forget him. Mm. So maybe we're wrong to say that Keanu won't be returning anytime soon. Maybe there's more to it than we first thought. Mm. And... He's growing his hair though in real life. But he was shoot. Oh no, he was wearing a baseball cap when he left, wasn't mm. he? Uh, Although he's on the run, so he can grow his hair. New yeah. identity. Exactly. This continuity is not a problem while yeah. you're on the run. It's fine. Maybe he'll be back like on the 35th, maybe. Well, as I say, this, to me, it's leading to a who shot Phil. Or well, Louise's. Spoilers, everyone. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Spoilers skip la, forward la, if you don't want to know. La. Um, but Louise is leaving as mm. well, so we've got that to think about as well. We don't know when she's leaving. No. But again, you know, you have to, you have to remember the 35th isn't that far away. It's February. Mm. It's less. Well, it's a month away. It's about yeah. six weeks away. So, so spoilers for that soon. So they need to build up to this big 35th anniversary. I, I say big. 35th isn't really a big one. It, is all it? the five year ones are always bigger storylines. Mm. The five years and the naught years. <laughs> But they haven't really built up it the same way they did with the 30th. The 30th was a mm. big build-up, and the 25th, for that matter, the Archie one. So it's one of my moments of the decade, incidentally. That's it. Yeah. Maybe you should check it out on your YouTube. <laughs> check out Wolford Weekly on YouTube and uh, have a look at the video. My word, but the Russians have hacked my laptop. <laughs> I understand. Have they been stealing some of your 1.2 million from your bank account? Yes, quite. Because we had like a new... I'm guessing this is a new storyline that's going to be going into 2020 of the money that went missing on Christmas Day during the mm. flashback episode. We got a, a reveal of who it was trying to steal Dot's money. I know. And, and none of us guessed this. Well, no, quite surprising, actually. Mm. St. Sonia of the uh, Church of Byro. <sighs> yes, another reason why I hate this flashback episode, because mm. this storyline is just... Why would Sonia do this? Well, see, this is what's so confusing. Because, first of all, why was it such an issue? I know... Stealing money isn't the right thing to do. But why, other than the moral reasons, which I suppose Dot was leaning toward a lot more, and Dottie, surprisingly, too, why does it really matter that Sonia took £2,000 out of a bank account, which had... 5000 Oh, OK. Big okay. difference. But it is, but it's still a drop in the ocean, considering mm. considering it was like £1.2 million <laughs> in that bank account. I'm not saying that Dot... She won't even she... turn the heating on. <laughs> exactly. She, she moaned about buying a boiler. I mean, I'm not saying that Dot shouldn't up her security of her bank account of course i'm saying she mm. should do that or perhaps maybe put little bits of money in different bank accounts because to store all of your money in one bank account is a very <laughs> dangerous game to play dot but um but also it's She's got like... nothing to worry about now nick's dead mm. she doesn't care no i suppose not. no one's gonna steal from me yeah now I, nick's dead it's only money that's only been there for a couple <laughs> more years then i'm gonna park cark it yeah I mean, I think Dot knows that Sonia has stolen it. Oh, do you? Yes, because Dot kept going on about morals and oh, she gave everyone a Bible. Bible. <laughs> yeah, she she got them quick, didn't she? <laughs> she got them printed with 1.2 million. <laughs> you can do whatever you like. Click your fingers, you get Bible yeah, sent Amazon, to your door. Amazon, one day delivery Christmas <laughs> Day. <laughs> I bet she plays for Amazon Prime. <laughs> she was watching the football on Boxing Day. And uh, she, yeah, and, and, and so I do think that she knows that Sonia's the one who stole it and she's just waiting for Sonia to admit it. Hmm. And I think this is this is it's just very odd for Strange, Sonia because yeah. she could easily ask because Dot would probably just go yeah sure what but we don't know what she needs it for mm. like is she upset that Dot hasn't included her like she's included because she said oh I've included Dottie and Charlie and um Dottie's mum but she didn't mention Sonia so is Sonia is like What's jealous in her will in like helping out with money oh okay. I'm sure she said something like that on Christmas Day didn't she all right she said I've helped everyone I've helped Dottie I've helped your mum like. But she didn't mention Sonia. So is Sonia maybe jealous? Well, so like spitefully why, took five thousand. Yeah, like why? Why have I've you know I've always been here. Mm. I've kept your house up together while you were in Ireland. 
maybe it's like a jealousy thing that she thinks, oh, I should be included. I deserve five thousand pounds, so I'm going to mm. take it. Because because we thought, oh, maybe she's secretly helping Martin in some big twist, but there was no big twist. I mean, I suppose Martin isn't earning anymore now that he's quit his job with Tubbs, mm. um, doing heists and running over people. But do so? Do you think it might have been just a bit of a support network for Martin just to find his feet and find himself know. a new job? I just don't understand why Sonia is just so. I say it's unlike Sonia. She has done it in the past. We do know. Oh, Sonia loves stealing money. <laughs> she loves taking money from the elderly to Sonia. But um, Sonia's. She's been in a new role since, like, I would say 2016, 2017. Sonia has been more of that, like, homely matriarch mm. role. And she has grown a lot. So it just seems odd for her character to do this now. Maybe the Dark Martin has gone, kind of spilled over into Sonia. And now we're getting mm. to see a Dark Sonia. You see, we wanted the Dark reigning Stuart as a couple. Yeah. Turns out we're going to get Sonia and Martin <laughs> <laughs> as the murderous couple and stealing money. Talking about uh, reigning Stuart, I am a bit worried that they're going to be the ones who have finger pointed at because dotty overheard rainy say that oh i only said that i wanted to take uh dot dot's mm. money as a joke a few months ago and you know and i, yeah, I dotty heard and as soon as dotty heard that i thought oh no they're gonna blame and i i worried that that would have been the moment where rainy and stuart that would be their switch that would turn them into because mm. it was so nice seeing them especially on the 80s part when they were dancing and he was dressed as Elton <laughs> john and that photograph that you mentioned earlier when they were all in it and it was you know it's like rainy and stewart genuinely for me feel like a proper mm. couple like they they work and they're they're they just bring a, out the good they bring out the good in, in each, each other, other but they they look like a couple that you could genuinely see are in the real world like if you saw a rainy and stewart in the real world you'd say yeah definitely but a denise and jack oh not so much yeah exactly so they're like a, they're, they're a bit like linda stewart has found his Linda, which is Rainy. Yeah, he's and always it, wanted that. Exactly. Since the 80s. And so I think... For me, and, and it was 80s night in movies. Oh, yeah. So it all clicks together <laughs> very well. But, um, yeah, so silly Sonia, what a sausage. She, mm. shouldn't, she shouldn't have done that, really. But, yeah, so I'm not really particularly looking forward to this storyline, but I'm guessing this is going to give Dottie something to do where she's going to investigate and find out who it is and, I guess, blame the wrong person. Detective Dottie. Mm. So... At least it gives her something to do, doesn't Hopefully, it? Hopefully, yes. Because it's been a while now. I know. She was introduced with her... Maybe she can get a Isaac. No, Isaac's too old for her. <laughs> you really don't have any concept of age for Isaac, do you? <laughs> you seem to think he's... Well, I mean, he's a middle-aged man, and you think he's a teenager. Oh, I don't know. Whoever thought he can get a her, But she's a detective on her own. Detective. Her and her vegan. That's all it is. <laughs> her vegan? Is that her friend? <laughs> Hello, vegan. Right, so we're going to cut off now to a game, I feel. And it's one of your games. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a good game as well. Stay ch- if you like Dot, you'll like this game. <laughs> That's a loose link if you've ever heard one. Well, I'm just Dotty about Dot Cotton. So I've made a game about her. Ooh. <laughs> and Dotty, apparently. And Dotty, yeah. I'm just Dotty about Dot. <laughs> uh, we played it already, you might remember. It's called Dot Cotton's Connection Game. No. Or Join the Dots. Depends what title you prefer. I don't think you played that with me. I have. Well, I played it with someone else on someone else's podcast. I think so. <laughs> well, I'll go over the rules. So basically, I will give you up to three clues, and you must find the sequence and what the fourth clue would be. Oh, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the less clues you need, the more points you get. So if you get it after one clue, you get four points. Two clues, you get two points. And one point for three clues. Mm. And you get an extra. Well, I flopped at this basically you last did. time. You did flop, and uh, you get an extra point for guess- guessing the fourth thing in the sequence as well. Right. Okay, there you go. Are you ready to play? Yeah. I'm going to give you the choice. There's four different sets of questions. I'm going to give you the choice to choose which one you want. So one, two, three, or four. 
one. <laughs> Start from the beginning. Okay, so here we go. Clue number one. Mm-hmm. EastEnders colon the podcast to 2018. Not our podcast. The, the official. Podcast. The official EastEnders colon the podcast. What is this? 2018. Maybe it's spin-offs. Ooh, maybe. So the first one, well, the last answer would be. Do you need E20. to go four steps? So you rec- you're you're guessing E20. E20. Yeah. That's incorrect. Would no. you like a Kim's Palace? No, that's incorrect. <laughs> you need to find a link somewhere. Do you want a second clue? Yeah. Redwater, 2016. So I'm I'm not going to spoil it by saying that you're right about spin-offs. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But who spin-offs? Oh, so we had Cat and Alfie's, which was oh that's Redwater. That's Redwater. So what was before that? Perfectly Frank. Was that older? Well. Or think Nick... of think oh. of who spin-off Ca- uh, Redwater was about. Cat and Alfie. Yeah. Hmm. So they're spin-offs perhaps for a specific family. Oh, because the podcast had Cat and Alfie in it. Right. <laughs> so um, so think of the fourth one along. Slater's in detention. That's correct. Good. Well done. So the order would have been EastEnders, the podcast, 2018. Redwater, 2016. Pat and Moe, 2014. And then Slater's in Detention, 2003. You should have said the episode title of the Slater podcast, because there was four episodes. No, because that's what makes it cryptic. Okay. If you'd got it from that, I would have been overjoyed with pleasure for you. Uh, and, and obviously, it's official EastEnders spin-offs about the Slater family, starting with the most recent. So you got two points for only using two clues. Good. Uh, and you got an extra point for getting the fourth in the sequence. Good. Three points. <laughs> three out of five. You won't okay. be going to detention. <laughs> Question two, three or four? Three. Yeah. Okay, going with the odds. Here's clue number one then. Tamwa Masood. Was it? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Do you want a little extra clue? Yeah. Think of occupations. Right. So he was market inspector. Okay. So who was the first market inspector? I don't know his name. He has a nickname, like Silly Sally or something. <laughs> I can't well, remember what his name I, is. I know him. his name because he is also a character in Red Dwarf. Oh, Mr. Lister. Oh, are you thinking of someone else? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm going too far back. I'm going back to like the early 90s. That's obviously too far back. So Mr. Lister, he still works as a market man. He's on it next week, everyone. Yes, he is. Oh, I don't know. Tamwa. Mm-hmm. Just to, well, you've got the, you've got Robbie, what the connection Robbie is. Robbie Jackson. The market. No. <laughs> Do you want me to give you a second clue? Yeah. So first was Tamwa Masood. Mm. Second is Carmel Kasimi. So we might be going... going upwards. Uh, maybe. Okay, so the newest one is Mr. Lister again. Correct. That's <laughs> it. That's the fourth answer. Robert Bob Lister. So it's Tamar Masood, Carmel Kasimi, Robbie Jackson, uh, Bob Lister. No, I was going backwards. Four most current market inspectors. You got three points again. Two points for the clues and one point for getting the fourth, fourth one. Okay. Doing very well. The one I was thinking of, I don't know what his name is, but he's like Tricky, Tricky Dicky. Yes, there was, but before Tamwa was that was Alex. going the other way. Yeah, yeah. So before Tamwa was Alex, and then yes, you're right. There was someone called Tricky Dicky who Rachel dates. Mm. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, clues uh, set of clues two or four. Four. Okay, good. I'm showing. You, I'm glad you've left the last one last because I think you'll like the last one the most. <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> so here, here's clue number one. Mm-hmm. Producer 2003, producer 2010. That's John York. No, wait, 2010. I don't know. What? Is this people who have produced twice? <laughs> it's not, no. Do you want a second clue? Yeah. Story editor, 2010. Series producer, 2015. <laughs> That's Dominic General Collins, isn't it? Could be. Yeah, it is. 
<laughs> I don't know. Kate Oates has never done anything on EastEnders before. That's true. Kate Oates hasn't done things on EastEnders before. So she was, what, Corey 2016, EastEnders 2018, 19. So what, what's your final answer? Oh, I don't then? know. What's clue number four? Kate Oates. <laughs> but that, that's, the, that's the connection. It's 2018 mm-hmm. and 2016, if that's what it is. Is that when she did Corey? Depends if that's the last clue. <laughs> is it or not? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. So the first clue was producer 2003, producer 2010. Second clue is story editor 2010, series producer 2015. Hmm. Third clue is assistant producer 2012, series producer 2018. So what's the fourth clue? Don't know. I give up. You, you're right when you say they're the roles Kate Oates played in previous jobs. What's her most current job? Senior executive producer. I'll give it to you, but you're not quite right. Uh, the last clue would be executive producer 2018, senior executive producer, producer 2018. It's the job that she started with and then ended with on each of her roles before she got to EastEnders. She's not ended yet. Well, yeah, but technically current, current yeah. So Archers. That was stupid. <laughs> so the Archers, she was the producer in 2003. Really? To 2010, yeah. Then Emmerdale. Oh, it's all her. These are all Kate Oates. Oh. She was, and then Emmerdale, story editor in 2010 to 2015. She worked on Coronation Street as assistant producer in 2012 at the same time as Emmerdale and then became series producer and then left as series producer in 2018. And then obviously now she's on EastEnders, which we're very grateful for with John Send, who we're also very, very grateful for. Mm. That was a good one, wasn't it? No. So you got, I'll give you two points <laughs> because you got the, you kind of got it right. You're doing all right. Mm. So here's the last one. This is right. the one I'm really excited about you playing. Clue one. Mm-hmm. Harry, delve into your brain. Harry? Mm. This is going to be the band, I'm assuming. I don't know any of the band. Shar- um, Kelvin. That's incorrect. <laughs> Simon. That's incorrect. Sharon. That's incorrect. I don't from, know. From that, you must guess that it's probably not to do with the band. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Clue two. Ronnie. Harry, Ronnie. Who's Harry? That's what I want you to tell me. You'll get yeah. it from clue three. Yeah, another one. So clue three. Mm. Kenny. These are Bills. They are Bills. So it's going to be Pete and Pauline because they're twins as last. I'll give it to you. Or Pete because he's the older twin. Well, you I, I, I don't you're know. wrong again for why it's Pete. <laughs> but it is Peter Bill. Oh, what, Peter Bill. It's Peter Bill. Because mm. they're the sons of Lou and Albert Bill. Uh, so Harry is the oldest, then Ronnie, then Kenny, then Peter. Right. I thought you'd like that one because it involved Peter Bill <laughs> and the Bills. And you love a bit of the yeah. Bills. Some of them only appeared in um, written fiction of EastEnders, just so you know. You're right to the best part of it, but two of them appeared also in, then they did the... Yeah, the... The 1950... Civvy Street. Civvy Street, yeah. Civvy Street yeah. edition. So out of 20, you got nine. That's all right. They were tough. Yeah, I don't understand it. So it's <laughs> For somebody who doesn't understand it, you always get the answers right. <laughs> Let us know how you guys got on with that little quiz too. And if you have any questions that you'd like me to pose in a similar style to Ben, please send them to us. All the details are on our website, wolfordweekly.com. And that was Ben's attempt at playing <laughs> Doc Cotton's connection game. Mm, my head hurts. 
What a lovely game that was. It was. So let's trot on. That's right, trot on. Oh, nice. Because we're going to talk about Linda now because she had a special episode. Linda seems to have a special episode dedicated to her each year. Because last year she had the Stuart and Linda two-hander. Oh, yeah, the hairpin, where she had the microphone in her hairpin. <laughs> and um, this year, I must say, this is one of the best. There's been loads of great episodes. This is 2020, actually, wasn't it? It was New Year's Day. Mm, was it no, New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve. Oh, it was yeah. still 2019. So, yeah, 2019's had loads of great, like, one-off episodes where they've mm. tried things a bit differently. But this one was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, really good. Excellent, excellent mm. episode. Because um, she's gotten into this state of going to this party because she's lied about where she was during the flashback night with Martin and Keanu. Yeah, the hangover from Christmas Day, no pun mm. intended, had been carrying on up to this point. Yeah, because like she said she was with a friend called Julie who's divorced, but Mick knows she's lying. Because she's phoned Julie. Yeah, and he's like wondering maybe she's having an affair or something. But she's like, oh, screw you. I'm going out with my best friend Sharon. Who's but she's in... not drinking. No, no, no. No. Sharon's in her beautiful black top that yeah. she always wears. Yeah. She's dressed up for the night. <laughs> it didn't make me laugh and she, um, Linda went, oh, you're stunning. <laughs> it's like, Sharon wears that every day for it's, like five years. This was a special one. She'd washed it. Was it? <laughs> There's a few sequins sewn on. Sharon, I must say her style this week was outstanding because also later in the week she wears a grey hoodie. Oh yeah, her morning hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> in morning. I loved that grey hoodie. <laughs> That's what she wore when Mel died. Was it really? Mm. Oh, I see. So she's now in mourning for herself, hence why she wore her grey hoodie. Yeah. Or her friendship with Linda. Well, she's in mourning of being a Sharon Mitchell. She's now Sharon Watts. Not yet, she is. Sharon ain't. Watts for 2020, is what I'm calling. Mm. Divorce. <laughs> Get it ready. But um, so yeah, Linda went out to the... Because Karen was having a house party, courtesy of Chantal and Greg, because they're on honeymoon. Mm. Um, don't know if they know that Karen was doing that, but... I think Chantel's got bigger problems. <laughs> mm, well, Grey won't be happy. He'll get home and notice something's broken, won't he? No, I think it was all cleaned up quite well. Yeah, and there'll be something. He'll notice like a precious vase of his and he'll go, Chantel, is your mum? And then it will go off. Well, Gar- <laughs> Karen did um, break a glass. Not Karen. Linda did break a glass. Mm, she emptied all the bottles too. She did. She drank. She pretty much drank the party dry. A lot of people were pretty disappointed by the end of that party. I was wondering when I was watching it, like the actress, like how she was drinking. I know it's not alcohol, it's liquid, but like she must have drunk so much liquid shooting that episode, wasn't mm. she? But the way she was acting, was you sick. genuinely would have thought that that was alcohol because my goodness, she was playing that role for mm. for her life. It was just outstanding. I mean, I said like last week that her drunk acting seems to be a. Uh, a necessity for when you're auditioning. I was going to say because everyone, like Denise, Kat. I mean, yeah, but Linda was on another level. Mm. Her drunk acting on the New Year's Eve party uh, was honestly just. It was so real. Like it, it reminded you of like. It reminded me of me. <laughs> it genuinely reminded me of me. Mm. It's like watching myself from the outside <laughs> looking in, going, "Oh God, yeah, maybe I've got a problem." Who looks better in that pink sparkly dress, though? Oh me. <laughs> And with that hair, you should see my hair down. I always wear it up. You just don't see it often. Wouldn't it be funny if um, Linda got like a miniature wine bottle from her hair bun? <laughs> like she used to have a microphone. <laughs> well, she was hiding a bottle of wine behind the bed. I know. Mick found it. Um, but yeah, the episode was great. She was having a party. Mm. There was like a little bit of her and Denise, which was quite fun. Yeah, she was asking Denise who would sleep with Phil. And Denise kind of sheepishly was like, yeah, no, there's probably more to it. Don't worry too much about it. Um, yeah, she she wanted a fag, which is, again, a lovely little trope for when you've had too much. As an mm. ex-smoker myself, whenever I've had a bit too much to drink, I always look for that cigarette. It was great how they kept, how it was edited because it just kept cutting mm. um, and where she'd miss bits of conversation or miss things happening. 
because um, she was really horrible and vile to Mick on the phone. Oh, yeah, and she locked herself in the utility room, mm. passed out, and then she thought, thought Mick she, was there. Yeah, she thought that, like a minute had passed, and so she was like, oh, okay, I'll open the door. And she opens the door, and like an hour has passed, mm. and it's Denise knocking on the door. Oh, that was brilliant. Again, mm. just perfect. Absolutely well timed. Really there was one later because she went to Ruby's, and then she went to the Prince Albert. She got a straight man in Prince Albert. Yeah, that was a strange one, wasn't it? Kathy but... appeals to all markets. I get that, but like I don't know. You might have been there for a friend with a friend, wingman. I, I thought that maybe. Well, she, she, yeah. I don't know. I did. I just. I couldn't get my head around. It. I thought if she was going to pull, she would have pulled more likely in rubies. Mm. Well, Max tried. Oh, yeah, well, fluttering his eyelashes. Of white, white eyelashes. <laughs> she was still like, mm, no. <laughs> even drunk, Linda was refusing going out and home with Max. <laughs> It's just despicable. Yeah, that, that, that was quite like horrible. Like, because he tried to sleep with her and she was saying no. And I was wondering if she was going to get like a sudden flashback to her and Dean, but they didn't seem to focus on that at all. She just kind of kicked him and ran out. This is the guy she met at the Albert, not not. Yeah, Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, first of all, she isn't a classy lady, and so that guy obviously doesn't have moral standards because, like, the way she was eating that kebab in the in the taxi rack. <laughs> Again, it's how I see everyone eating kebabs <laughs> on it? a certain night out when you're out with your friends. That's, that's how it was. It was so well done. It was like done. a nose bag that you give to a horse the way she was eating it. Like, it was like so, she just literally put her whole face into it. It's like... And just... Yeah, it's good kebab. Muzzled it up. I'm sure Did it was lovely. Did you see Ben eating his chips hungover? He was pretty much the same when he talked to Martin well, splattering potato him. over his face. <laughs> ben threw him in the air and then couldn't catch him in his mouth. <laughs> Could have retake that. <laughs> Trying to look cool, wasn't he, Max Bowden? Didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. I suppose it kind of played with the character being a little bit hungover yeah, and drunk. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, and there was a bit later which was cutting where she had like an argument with Sharon downstairs because she eventually came home mm. um, and Mick took her to bed and then she got out of bed wanting to phone Martin again and talk about Keanu. And um, Sharon like followed her downstairs. and But you they missed their argument. Well, they, again, they did it because Linda, again, it was from the perspective yeah, of like Linda. Yeah, like a blackout, so yeah. She kept, yeah, so she couldn't remember what she was saying to Sharon. So every, every time you cut to Sharon, you just saw her in a more... <laughs> How dare a, you say that? <laughs> well, no, yeah, in a more of a state of um, upset and frustration mm. and anger. Her makeup was more and more t- uh, running. And she, yeah, so first mm. of all, it was like, I can't believe you said that, Linda. And then the next minute she was like, do you really mean that, Linda? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll go. Yeah, no, I'll go then. We're over. Yeah, just know one thing. So, um... Yeah, I don't know what she must have said to her or why. Is it because she I, wanted to not say about Keanu and she knows Sharon and Keanu sort of thing, so she was pushing her way? Well, Sharon was comforting her, saying, you know, if, yeah, because Sharon said, you know, you can tell me what's wrong. And obviously Linda thought, well, I, I probably came quite close to telling you what was wrong, so I need to quickly instantly push you away. And mm. the only way she could do it is probably saying something like, it was your fault what you did to Phil, and so you get out of the pub. Um, I don't want you staying here anymore. Um, much to Shirley's delight, no doubt. So I think even though Shirley was a bit angry with Linda, I think she kind of outweighed that anger with the fact that she chucked Sharon out onto the streets. No, yeah, that's true. It's so, a plus point. You know, Shirley. So that's probably why Shirley's giving her a little bit more, a little bit mm. more gift. Shirley's still being her. massively hypocritical, like mm. acting like Mother Superior of Alcohol. Yeah. It's like, uh, do you think they're not going to show Shirley drinking now? For like they a haven't. Few months? They haven't shown mm. Shirley drinking. Funny up, that. Since the Ball and Change episode, mm. when she got too drunk. <laughs> So, which is yeah exactly that so it's funny how they're kind of making shirley suddenly becoming this very holy i know you know he's like oh she I, walks you know. in on mix she was like there's gonna be two alcoholics under this roof yeah he's like all right shirley three come on <laughs> <Yeah>. calm down <laughs> you've been one for a year <laughs> yeah. 
functioning alcoholic. She probably is the functioning alcoholic. <sighs> this is the very definition of it. Mm. But um, Linda's not like admitting her problems. She's going to do dry January. That's not a problem. And mm. Mick, Mick basically is saying maybe you should think about not having a drink again. Mm, ever. Does it mm. scare you, Linda? Yeah. Does it? And Linda, Linda's pretty much like, no, I, I can have a drink. Once dry January's out of the way, I'll just have a glass of wine here and there if I want one. <laughs> but she's really, you can tell she's really taking offence by Mick's continuous kind of pushing her to mm, not drink. And watching her and behind yeah. the bar and things. They're both, Home and Shirley are both looking to see what she's mm. pouring herself. And she's getting really offended by it now. And so it's probably not... Again, this goes back to what we were saying. Like, is it healthy for her to be working in the pub in the first place? Yeah, temptation around every corner. Mm. But but also others watching her, making sure that she's not have a sip here and a sip there. It's, it's yeah, because she was looking ground. for some behind her bed, but Mick had already seen to well, that. That's what I said. Yeah, she hid a bottle behind the bed. <laughs> and she's sort of saying that she her mum wants her to visit her. And and and, and she's just decided she's just going to go there a bit early. Yeah, so she's sick of Mick. But we don't know if that's true. Like she's saying it's true, and she said, "I'll check my phone." Mm. But it's we sad. Don't know. It's, it's sad by circumstances circumstances really because lee had said that to linda earlier in the week that like both you and dad are sick (laughs) and you need help and you're not you know you're not helping each other by doing this to each other so why can't you just seek i think in a funny way linda going her own way would probably do mick good because then mick maybe if he could just swallow his pride a a little bit he could then sort himself out too Mm. um because that's basically what lee did lee left to sort himself left out, left Wolford, but left, you know, with his tail between his legs a little bit because he'd, you know, he'd basically just ruined the family by getting them. They got terrorised, didn't they? They had, they got broken into and money got mm-hmm. stolen and that was all Lee's fault. And so in a funny way, Linda leaving would probably do the world of good because that could put her on a road of recovery. And Mick could see this as an opportunity to do the same. The distance between them will probably do them more mm. more good than work, than bad, really, I and, think. And it was a nice moment as well that Lee told Linda about his um, attempted suicide as well, mm. like, finally, because none of them really knew about that. And Mick, yeah, I'm talking about years ago now when Lee was on it, but Mick was always man up sort yeah. of mentality. So it was nice that he Lee finally yes. told Linda told maybe he told the wrong person though maybe Mm. he should have told mick because then mick could have seen that isn't it's not wrong to admit that you need help well lee will just have to come back won't he yes he would full-time working behind the bar with his wife while mick and linda keep owning the pub and they can then live away from the pub work on their no secrets but but then the 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 carters will still own the pub but it'll be owned run by little lee carter (laughs) and his wife and yeah. then so people, and everyone's Tracy. happy. And Tracy, oh, Tracy will always work there. She'll be buried in the cellar. A lot. Well, there's a there's a there's a grave there already, waiting for her to be put in there. That's true. The only person ever to fire her was Woody Woodward Woodward. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's not. Then she works in Albert. <laughs> That's another one that upset Whitney, wasn't it? Yeah, no, he hasn't come back to be shoulders crying, has he? He's too busy touring, isn't he? Yeah. Going where the money is. <laughs> right. So we're gonna go move on to. Surprise return again. Flashback scenes of Daniel, who is the Slater's guardian angel. Mm, he's paying off that. So uh, on Christmas Day, we discovered that the Panasa brothers were much kinder, and they said that, "Oh, you know what? We were wrong. We're going to let you carry on living there. The rent you went there before you were paying before, it's all fine." But really, it was because Daniel had slipped them a few notes. Well, just a check, mm. not a few notes, just a check. <laughs> and he's going to continue paying the difference in rent. 
Yeah. Um, until the, the day he dies. No, he said he said he would do it for two years, didn't he? He said he'd cover well, it for he two years. Did he put a time on that? Yeah, he did. Well, I, I, don't think, if he, I think he knows that he's... Not going to be there. He's not going to be years. there for very long. So he's probably paid up until those two years. Mm. And to be fair to the Panacea Brothers, they've honoured the deal. Well, I say the Panacea Brothers. Kiret has um, decided that that is a deal that he's going to make. And to be fair to Kiret, he also was very kind and he got Daniel and Jean to meet again. They got together again, didn't they? Thanks mm. to him. So those Panacea Brothers have a kinder heart than you actually first well, think. ish, but then later on, he was horrible again to Ash. He was. But, uh, you know, he has a soft spot for Jean because I think he kind of sees his mum yes. in Jean. So he has a little soft spot for her and she loves him. Yeah, She I can't know. wait for them to be neighbours because they're moving into Adam's house. Yeah, she got really excited, didn't she? She said, hello, neighbour. <laughs> and she was having a great time. But yeah. Daniel and Jean just can't seem to get a break for, that. you know, they want to get away. They want to do all these big, lavish bucket list things. Yeah, it's all in secret because... Everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah, so they're doing it quietly and they met at the secret cafe and they planned something to do something that day, mm. but then Daniel felt a bit sick, so they said, Right, we'll go to the Ritz next. We'll go to the Ritz tomorrow and we'll have afternoon tea there. But then mm. when Daniel went to pick Jean up, and Jean looked wonderful as well, didn't she? That's the her? thing that makes me feel a bit sad. Like, Jean's the one out of this couple, they were both doing treatment together. She's the one who's come out of it and she's mm. not forgetting what it was like, but she's. She's in remission and yeah, she's. Yeah, so I guess she's forgetting better. what it was like being ill yeah. and then she was all happy because she's found this guy and then she turns around and she's like oh no wait the cancer's still there just not physically in me but in her life it's yeah. now still there with daniel so i did feel like it's a bit sad it's sad for her it is sad to watch her but this is the reason why daniel wanted to pretend he was you know he faked his own death because he didn't want her to watch this mm. but i think she's showing her strength by you know when he did kind of pass out or have a little sleep when he felt really very unwell and when he woke up she had made him the sandwiches and they had afternoon <laughs> tea at the slater house instead and I thought that was a really nice way of dealing with it and accepting that she understands that perhaps they're running before they can walk and they might not be able to do these big gestures anymore and that, that they should spend time together the way they can. And sometimes mm. the way the best way to spend time together is just by being at home together and comforting one another. And they got to dance and they kissed and it was a lovely scene. Mm. And I love every scene between Jean and Daniel. Was it just sandwiches? Was there cakes there? I thought I saw cakes. <laughs> I didn't really look that deeply into it. Because I thought, like, she's been busy. Well, has she been busy or did she pop to the cafe? So she, she bought it and took it out of her packaging. Mm. And... Maybe. She went went to low-cost mart, <laughs> got a couple of cream cakes. Although, dangerous game to leave Daniel on his own in the house. Anyone could have just walked in. <laughs> <Yeah>, dead body. <laughs> yeah. It's like Alfie all over again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right at the bottom of the stairs. Here's Ed on the, on the logs. <laughs> so yeah no probably Jean made those sandwiches mm. so they're they're living a happy life because of um I would say happy career. well I would ish. say a a tolerant life mm. that they're they're accepting is um the time they have left yeah. together Jean's happy that he's there but Ash is not happy that the brothers are around no so Ash has probably good reasons too because it sounds like that she had always been ex- expected to just be almost the good little woman at home until she found mm. a husband got married and then moved out and she didn't want that she wanted to get herself educated she wanted to become a doctor she wants to be bi she wanted to be bi <laughs> yep yep and but all these things you know she wanted to be a strong independent mm. Sikh woman and uh unfortunately this Sikh woman is dating a Muslim woman yeah and that doesn't go down too well with Kirit I mean, it did make me laugh because like, Ikra was asking her like oh they can't be that bad Vinny seemed nice because she's met Vinny 
Vinny does seem nice, though. Vinny's really yeah. polite. She was like, yeah, he's okay. Yeah. And she was like, Jags, he's not even worth talking about. <laughs> he's harmless. I mean, um, bless Jags. He's, he's, they're all growing on me a little bit now. Mm. Um, but Jags just needs to get out of that rut of being that story where he's the one who eats a little bit too much. And he's, a... they did it all again all week. Even in Wolford East, mm. he was talking about lettuce or salad and. Well, no, he was doing, and yeah, he was, he said, he was calling them leaves. He said, menu says leaves. And then uh, they were in the chicken uh, shop, McCluckies, earlier in the week, and he started licking the tray of chicken. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, okay, fine, we get it now. He's this kind of silly little character. Fine, if you're going to do that, then give him some comic roles where he's not just the joke. It's not just the joke is, oh, look, ha, 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 he overeats. And so... Mm, that's all there is to it. Just... Well, it's give like him Heather. more then. Yeah, it is like Heather actually. But Heather was lucky because she had she had Shirley with her, and so Shirley kind of counterbalanced one mm. another, and so they became almost like a Laurel and Hardy act. While with Jags, he's not really got that. They <laughs> they kind of did it with Vinny with some like at the beginning when Vinny was making with fun Bash. of him, yeah. and with, yeah. But but Jags, what Jags needs is a friend <laughs> outside of his family. That's what Chantel. I say. No, not Chantel. No, so that's the only option. Well, okay. Peter Bill. <laughs> Peter Bill, there you go. Or Bobby. <laughs> Bobby Bill, there you go. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, we saw um, Karit's horrible side again in Wolf of These because Ikra made like a secret plan for them all to meet up because she's interfering girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when they first arrived, we knew that the mum and him didn't like Ash because she was pregnant. She had an abortion at 19. Yeah. And there was like horrible things said. And he was kind of accepting of them. And then she introduced Ikra and like it all went downhill again. And it's like, because he, he's, he's got a real nasty side to him, hasn't he? He's very old-fashioned. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird... I don't know much about, like, Sikh and Muslim, Muslim like, divide or whatever. I don't know. But I, I it, guess it's, that it's just that you don't mix, I suppose. Yeah, but it's just horrible. And it, she, he sort of proved again, like, for the second time in a row, like, this is why I don't let you in my life. Mm. It's, it's the fact that he said like he always was like well you know i you know you should be happy i've accepted that you decided to be bisexual i've accepted that you decided to rock the boat a little bit yeah and mm. abortion. but you know now you're doing this as well how yeah. dare it's you it's almost like the only reason she's doing it is just to upset him yeah which like, i'm sure big head exactly that no one and cares about you mate <laughs> and ash has accepted has said this to him and his her brothers on numerous occasions it's and it's that you guys think that like dedicated my all my time into thinking what would they think and i really don't i don't care what you guys think i'm mm. living my own life and it's the fact that they just can't accept that they're almost like upset that ash doesn't care what they think isn't it mm. it's well, really Vinny weird does, Vinny doesn't seem to care because he was the one who it texts mm. and he was like trying to bring everyone together jags just not anything <laughs> he just, just sat on the side didn't include anything jags just joins in um and Karit was just obviously not happy with the Muslim Sikh situation. Two women. But just after they reconciled their differences again, mm. and then yeah, exactly. He he's found obviously, he's obviously used to the two other brothers bowing down to him, and obviously Ash don't, mm. and that's what he doesn't like. But as they've well. obviously got a soft spot for Ash, haven't they? I mean, if it's their youngest sister as well, isn't it? Is she the youngest of the four? I don't know. Her and Vinny are like similar. They're oh, okay. the youngest, I think. Oh, well, Jags is the very youngest. No, Jags is middle, isn't he? I think. Oh, I forget. I, I forget. Don't know. I don't care enough about. Them. Well, no, fair enough. But I think I do think they are growing on me a little bit, and at least they're 
their stories now beginning to develop other than mm-hmm. i mean all we know about them is that they've got a rat catching company for some bizarre reason Karit had some kind of problem with ben and then kidnapped in a warehouse a warehouse that we've not seen oh since. yeah i forgot about that that's a really strange thing but they had a setup there so presumably there oh, other yeah, things they had, have like, happened sky installed and stuff. yeah they did they're watching homes under the hammer and like so presumably the other things have been happening in that warehouse mm. since they've decided to move down here but i much prefer like i've been saying all the time like eastenders i so much prefer it when it's like character mm. like the feel the family situation the family unit like the divide between their religions is so much more interesting to me yeah, than yeah. kidnapping people mm. and planting rat poison it's just like i don't want that i want character but then that's what i say the panacea brothers are now having this character driven as you said yourself about the religion yeah, aspect so 10%. that's interesting yeah but at least they're heading down a road of interest now where you can kind of relatably see a story coming about and being drawn in front of you mm. we'll see when the mum arrives that will be my final test <laughs> okay and if i'm still not on board by then they've had their time well, I won't be renewing their contract. <laughs> warning, to, warning to them all. I mean, they're they're pretty putting a lot of chips in. They're you know they're almost going all in with um the panacers because you know the fact that they've introduced now four family members and a fifth one's on the way. I like one of them, but I'm not going to say who. Well, it's Ash, you... isn't it? <laughs> it's obviously Ash. Not necessarily. I like a crit's okay. No, but he's horrible. Yeah, but then that's an interesting character. Yeah, but he's still not like that great. I mean, he's good looking though. <laughs> <laughs> so is Finny. Finny's very good looking, yeah. Finny's a bit dull. They're, they're just nothing. They're not anything enough for me yet. But, but, but that's what I mean. There's, there's, you've not learned enough about Vinny and Jags, but at least Corit is becoming more of a, a rounded villain. character. That he's been. You can see he's a kind of villainous kind of brother mm. and as you say he expects people to, when he clicks his fingers to pay attention to him maybe it's just because there's too many of those in the square at the moment because there's ben who's like that mm. there's martin who's like that there's sonia. phil there's sonia there's dot <laughs> i mean 2020 <laughs> just looks dark for me we're going to talk about ian now and sharon taking sharon in in the the bill household mm. which is quite full there seems to be another worrying new story strand for 2020 <laughs> which i'm hoping isn't actually going to happen yeah, but this but... could be much lighter surely yeah, but there were hints that ian has like a thing for sharon mm. and like he's had it all this time and this is this is his moment and it's like really but they've if had that's it since... a storyline then i'm just gonna that, that cannot happen <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't... these 2020 storylines just are not looking good for the first quarter for me when it started sonia the thief Dark Martin, Ian pursuing Sharon. Who shot Phil 2.0. <sighs> Linda's drinking. Yeah. It started, it started, and we I suppose we should have seen it coming from that point when Ian accidentally, with very, very heavy inverted commas, oh, mistletoe. kissed Sharon under the mistletoe. Yeah. Um, and then since then, as we, we noticed that Ian asked Sharon to stay with him and he was a bit disappointed when she'd already said that Linda had already mm. asked her and then when Sharon came running to his arms and said oh I need somewhere to stay Ian was very accepting and he's decided to take side Sharon which you said yourself you like that Ian's I taken did like that. her side take away that weird creepy scene in this cafe when they were going through all his wives and he was like oh, I, maybe I waited for the most special one and I looked at her and she thought he was talking about Jane yeah. but he was talking about her that's just like that was creepy but take away that he was really good on the episode because Kathy was against Sharon she doesn't want her in the house Ben doesn't want them Lola and Jay who have literally no say in anything don't want Sharon there but he stood his ground mm. said no I'm choosing Sharon she can stay we're team Queen Sharon 
Now, don't get me wrong, I'm playing devil's advocate by saying this, because I hate the idea of the story being about Sharon and Ian too. But do you think that might make some sense that the two of the... Don't say because they nearly dated in 85. No, that's not what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it because they are two of the originals. So? Two of the originals. Would it make sense that it's almost like the Arthur and the Pauline? Oh, God. Can you both think about it, though. They are. But they're, they're the original characters from the soap. Yeah, why can't they just be friends? They've been friends all this time. Yeah, why can't friends... two characters just be friends for once? But friends could blossom into oh, we've a seen that beautiful relationship. It's nicer seeing... It was so nice seeing him there for Sharon mm. as a friend. I mean, I, I that's what I said. I, I, I was only saying it as a kind of like... Another point it. of view. Another but... point of view. But... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I agree with you. The scene when Ian was having that uh, conversation with Ben in the kitchen and Ben was like, I can't believe you're taking Sharon's side and Kathy was kind of watching on and was like, oh, Ben, stop. Oh, Sharon, go away. <laughs> um, I, I preferred that to when it was Ian... Because there was a, about a month or so ago when Sharon had lost the nightclub to Mel and there was a really nice scene with them as well mm. when they were being friend it was a friendship Friends. between them but when when it showed undertones of a, of a Ian falling in love with Sharon but then Ian's Ian's a stickler for secondhand falling goods isn't love, he yeah. well yeah but like you know damaged goods he likes damaged goods doesn't he and I'm not being horrible by calling Sharon a ja- damaged good and I'm sorry for anyone Fifth I've offended husband. well yes but you know, to Ian's point of view, it's like he's almost like the last option and he's always quite quick to see it in a woman who needs it. <laughs> so he because he's a bit like, oh, hi, out. Oh, by the mm. way, I'm Ian Bill. How would you like to have a go? Because he let go of Mel and she's dead now and he missed his chance, you see. Mm. And he was quite upset by that. Yeah, so he might be thinking this is my only chance. That's interesting because Mel harboured the secret about Sharon and Sharon, there was kind of that battle between her and Mel. You'd think that Ian might feel a little bit sore about the fact that Sharon kind of almost tried to blackmail Mel. Or I don't suppose Ian really knew what was happening between them two. He doesn't judge Yarian anymore. That really does Not when judge. it comes to Sharon. He does. He's keeping it real. I mean, if there's any... Even one little hint of Kathy and Phil getting back together mm. and Ian and Sharon getting together. Do you think that's where it's heading? Oh, I hope not. I'm. That's what I feel mm. could happen, but I don't want that to happen. But if there's any, not even just one line of Kathy and Phil, a hint at them getting back together, it would just be ridiculous. But it, in a weird, on paper, like in a writer's room somewhere, I can imagine that everyone sitting around thinking, that's a good idea. Ian and Sharon versus Kathy and Phil and Ben in the middle. and Well, you think it's pinned up to a wall somewhere oh, on a storyboard and people are saying, possible, that could happen. Mm. So I just found it odd that Kathy suddenly had this thing against Sharon. I don't think it's like, a sudden to thing. create, yeah. Because but... if you think about it, when when Kathy returned, Sharon had an instant dislike to Kathy and they had that fight, didn't they, <laughs> in the garage? Phil. Yeah, true. That's right, because Phil she knew. thought, because she, well, she thought that Kathy was going to try it back get back with phil as well didn't mm. she yeah that's true that is yeah, true i don't want that and that could cause like a thing with it ben as well being happy that his mum and dad are back together mm. yeah but angry because his brother is dating the woman sharon yeah, exactly. so it gives loads of like conflict but even though it does give that i don't want it to happen. yeah i know what you're saying on paper it sounds it sounds all yeah, right well, that could work a yeah. bit like martin kidnapping keanu and what we just watched that probably looked good on paper well, it, and it... <laughs> Going all the way back to the beginning of the show now, but it did not work. It, <laughs> it, it, it fulfilled its purpose, and that was to get rid of Keanu as a character. So it fulfilled its purpose. Mm. Um, the one good thing about if um, Sharon and Ian get together and Kathy and Phil get back together is the fact that Kathy can't have an affair with 
Sharon's husband because that would be oh yeah one plus her own son. So, but then maybe Sharon could have an affair with Phil. Phil yeah. Oh, see, this is getting this is sounding like an EastEnders story <laughs> as I'm going through it plot by plot. We'll see on the 19th of February something might happen with Phil. What, that quick? What well, a with, month? No, no, with <laughs> Phil and um, Kathy might, there'll be a spark on the 19th of February, 1985. 85? 1985. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, 2020. Can you imagine if they do um, a flashback episode <laughs> to 1985? Yeah. Kathy's like, Phil, I knew you in 85. <laughs> five years before you came onto the show. Um, so Before we go to... Kathy looks the same, but Phil looks older, obviously. Oh, no, Kathy would look younger. <laughs> Well, yeah, so she could do it. The same. Yeah, she'd be fine. She'd be absolutely fine. I mean, young Phil does look like Ben Mitchell. Max Bowden, yeah. yeah. Very good. I've, I've said that before, I know. Mm. But the casting is outstanding. If you watch the classic EastEnders on Drama Channel, mm. it's, it's very good. Um, and also, I was quite happy with Bobby as well, because he was standing up for Sharon and telling Ben, don't judge, we're all peace and harm here. It's all good. So that's nice. Yeah, really good. He, he, I think it was a quote from the Quran. Mm. Um, I, I couldn't quote it word for word, but it was about forgiveness. And if, you, if you're yeah, able ben. to forgive, then you can be forgiven, mm-hmm. which was a really nice quote, actually. Let like, Sharon in. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you want to be forgiven, Ben, then forgive others. And mm. yeah, and it, it was really nice. But I, I wonder if it was directly aimed at Ben or whether it was just aimed as a general kind of the net whole of toward Wolford. the whole. <laughs> yeah, basically every single cast member of EastEnders. Bobby's the only one with a heart. It, it was really nice that Bobby's like, he's come back and he's just the one who is the moral compass for the whole square. Mm. Him and Lee should have a scene together. Him and Lee would be a good relationship. Very calming that would yeah, be. Yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> They should open like a, a Zen bar or a yoga house <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Open it in a laundrette. Close down the laundrette. <laughs> or the community centre. They could do it yeah. every Tuesday. Every yeah. Tuesday and Thursday, 6.30. Bobby and Lee's calm hour. <laughs> where you just sit in. <sighs> Whitney will be there every week, front row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking all loved up. Trying to find herself a boyfriend. Mm. But there you go. That's the whole big week done of many hours of EastEnders. And yeah. we're back to normal next week. Just four normal episodes. Ugh. Thank God. Well, unless they uh, increase their episode number, but let's hope no. that they don't. No, no, no. So before we skip on to um, who won the week and reading out your comments for I Ain't One to Gossip, I just want to remind everyone that it will be our 100th episode on the 19th of January. And uh, we'd really love it if you guys could just send us an audio recording of you saying hello or thanks for doing the show or please stop doing the show and go away or anything along those lines because we'll play them and we'll enjoy them and we really like to hear mm. what our listeners think about us. Make it about 30 what seconds. Like. And what you sound... You, you know what we sound like. You know what I look like. <laughs> I want to know what you sound like. I want to hear your voices. It needs to be about 30 seconds long and you can send it to us on our email which is still at the moment eastendersweekly at gmail.com or if you want to sound a, send us a sound file you can send it to us on our Twitter or our Instagram. Uh, all details are on wolfordweekly.com. You can say hello eastendersweekly if you want but by the 100th episode we're Wolford Weekly, so it'd be good if you could hello Wolford Weekly. Yeah, say whatever you want. Well, so, yeah, you can say whatever you like. You can read out the Chinese menu if you want. Don't swear. Yeah, no, well, you can swear. We'll just have to beep it out. We'll just beep it out. But yeah, just, just you know, up to 30 seconds and uh, send us a little hello. We really appreciate that. And that's for our 100th episode, which is on the 19th of January. So it's time... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just listening. Okay. So it's time to now do Who Won the Week. Oh, so we'll hear everyone's comments about their thoughts on the week. You know me, I ain't want to gossip. 
So it's time for the end of the show where we read out your comments, discuss who won the week. But before we do any of that, we also find out birthdays and deaths mm. around this time of year. And it's a magical time of year, the New Year's time, because there's an outstanding number of both. There was. There was loads last week, Christmas week. Mm. Um, not as many birthdays, but a lot of deaths. <laughs> a lot of people die on New Year's. <laughs> so we are going to go through them. So 4th of January, 1974, Diane Butcher's birthday. Uh, and she oh, ran away. She did run away on New... No... no was it, it was after New Year's, wasn't it? Because her yeah, birthday 4th was... 4th of January, her birthday. Of course it was. I'm being a prat. <laughs> Carry on. So yes. 1st of January, 2015, Matthew Cotton slash Mitchell was born. Ronnie and Charlie's son. Aww. Ah. <laughs> so they're the new birthdays. So oh, wow. Deaths. All of these deaths bar one was on the 1st of January. <laughs> Goodness me. It's not a good time to be on the square on the 1st of January, is it? Get out of there. <laughs> right, so 1st of January, 1999, Tiffany Mitchell met her end. Oh, that was sad. The That's when um, Frank knocked her down. Mm. It snowed as well. <laughs> they don't do snowy episodes anymore on no. EastEnders. I just realised that. Too expensive. Can't afford Climate it. change. Uh, 1st of January, 2004. Barry Evans rolled off a hill. Pushed off a hill, I think mm. you'll find. Well, no, he fell. Ginny didn't actually push him. She didn't also in- help him when no, he was kind of she tumbling. she stood and watched. <laughs> but then he knocked his head on the rock and she could have then called for help, but she just it's sat there late. and watched him die. No, she sat there and watched him die. <laughs> no, because he died like two minutes after, so he would have died even if she got help. Yeah, but she could have She could have at least tried to help. <laughs> it was It was a very much a conscious effort that she just wanted mm, him to die. One of the best moments of ever. Janine has so many. Again, if... <laughs> Watch our YouTube video, Best Moments of uh, the Decade. Janine has another mm, good she's on there. killing death scene too. Uh, 1st of January 2006, Dennis Rickman died at the hands of a phone call from Phil, I would say. Well, no, no, no. Not the... See, we've been told off for this. <laughs> Phil didn't directly call the hit. Yeah, well, might as well have. Mm. Um, 1st of January 2012, our lovely Pat Evans died, <sighs> allegedly died. That that sounds familiar too. That could possibly be a moment of the decade. Maybe I should watch the video on YouTube on Wolford, Wolford Weekly and find out. Mm. At 1st of January 2014, Carl White died. Yes. Uh, 1st of January 2015, Emma Summerhays passed away after being hit by a car. Oh yes, because she found out who'd killed Lucy. Yes. And, and, uh, and Ronnie and Roxy ran them at her over because The Nick, brakes got cut. Yeah, nasty Nick broke the brakes. He likes cutting brakes, doesn't he? Because he did it it to his own son as well. Unintentionally, he was meant for... uh, Mark. Mark Fowler, yeah. Uh, 1st of January 2017, Ronnie Mitchell died. 1st of January 2017... (laughs) Let me guess. Roxy Mitchell died. You didn't let me guess. Tough. I'm sure it's on a list somewhere on wolfordweekly.com. I think it might be on a moment of the decade list too. (laughs) Uh, And the last one, 3rd of January 2019, Ray Kelly passed away by being oh. shot by Hunter. I have to say, um, since I've mentioned it four times as you were going down the list, Ray Kelly being shot was... You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm showing Ben my my forefinger and thumb of almost touching how close it was that they were going to be in one of my moments. Because mm-hmm. I loved the Ray Kelly story um, with Mel and Hunter. I really, really did. Um, it was just... It was just such a return to form for me for EastEnders and it made me really excited when um, he was on screen and something else you could maybe find on our YouTube channel <laughs> but you can also find on our podcast oh, was our interview is it we did an interview with Ray Kelly Sean Not... Mann yeah Sean Mann mm-hmm. so um, listen back to that that was back in January February time mm-hmm. I believe he loved working with Mel he really did Sounds enough, right? he didn't like working with us very much <laughs> but then that wasn't his fault he loved it. He was in a chair in his um in like a holiday house, wasn't he? He, he was. Said, he was swigging, swigging whiskey. 
No, sorry, that's that's. I shouldn't say some of that. That's not necessarily true. I don't know what he was doing, but he was relaxing at home. He was relaxing. To and us. Then, then we we came about, and uh, <laughs> it all went wrong. No, it was lovely talking to him, and uh, we were so thankful that he agreed to do the interview. Yeah, right. We've got lots of interviews on our um, YouTube channel and our podcasts. Mm. People keep asking for more, but you know, if we'll, we get one, we'll get one. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we will give us time. Anyway, so uh, who won the week? Uh, every week, as I say, we go. F- uh, we give you four stories to choose and you have to decide which is your favourite story of the week. And the four options were Jean's Dandy Reunion. No. <laughs> wow. Linda's New Year Heave. Yep. Do you like that? That was, again, one of my top moments there. Mm. Good storyline. New Year's Heave. Mm. New Year's Eve. Martin's Flashback. No. And Sonia Blames the Russians. No. Right, I want Linda's New Year's Eve to win. New Year's Heave. Yeah, she does win with forty four percent of the vote. Not quite the out and out winners we had last week on Christmas week, but <laughs> that's um, true. It's all gone downhill since then, hasn't it? It was just New Year's Day when it went downhill, mm. but they're going back up again. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Second place was Martin's flashback really? with twenty three percent of the vote. Twenty three. That's not that much. Well, it came second <laughs> uh, with twenty two percent of the vote. Was Jean's dandy yeah, reunion, see? and last place was Sonia blames the Russians when she. Talk to no one on the end of the phone at 11%. Do you want a few comments as we quickly storm yeah. through them? Go uh, quick. I'll do it. Andy on our Facebook group said, Karen was so good. Great to see Lorraine Stanley given a chance to play another side of Karen. Mm, she was really good this week. She was. Quite. High praise. Absolutely. At Tam Trainer 96 on Twitter said, Sharon hasn't done anything wrong. She slept with Keanu because Phil was going to Spain all the time and Sharon was lonely and needed action. Phil needs to look in the mirror. Hmm, you tell him. At Saf Kallis on our Twitter says, I don't think Bobby was sticking up for Sharon. I think he's far more intuitive than anyone gives him credit for. He was talking to Ben. He knows he needs to forgive himself. He may not know what for, but he was definitely talking to Ben. To forgive Sharon. where you head with that ali on our facebook said did you detect a moment of hesitation from ben when he said to martin so you really have done it he then acted sheepishly with martin when martin mentioned how ben accidentally killed heather could this open the door for an existential crisis for ben i have a hunch he will eventually tell callum do you think he will tell callum we didn't really, we haven't really talked about callum at all this Callum's week Callum's not been in it yeah but i mean callum is to return and obviously yes and <laughs> Don't know and, and we know that there's going to be a very ten, there's going to be a bit of tension between ben and callum do you think he will just one night it's bound to be an evening he's just going to just release all this this information because he says to he said to martin didn't he? he said you know i choose to keep some information to myself mm. but callum he like you know he does love callum he just he did it for his own good broke up with him do you reckon eventually he will know. just i just all don't out? know what to say about ben anymore he's so three characters in a row well, he's i like, didn't know what to say he's to like him. jekyll and hyde and then a third one isn't yeah. it jekyll and hyde and ben <laughs> it's really difficult isn't yeah, it, it to know. Is, um just messy mm. it's getting messier as it goes along well, that's just your personal problem, and I told you not to, <laughs> to keep it out of the studio. At Atfru43 said, The Panasa scene in the restaurant with Ikra was so tense. I'm really excited for more. I am, as long as it's character-driven. That's what I want, more of that, please. Mm-hmm. But it is an interesting take, and it's something that I don't think soaps have done before, or at least in recent history. So it's good. Fair enough. So thanks to everyone who's written to us with their comments on our Twitter, our Instagram, or by email. Um, as always, every week we get lots and lots and lots of them and we only have time to read a few out, but keep sending them to us because we really do appreciate getting them and we read out as many as we can uh, within the tight time frame of the show. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, we sometimes gabble on a bit too much like I am right now. If you want to find more information about us, all you have to do is find our webpage, which is www.wolfordweekly.com. 
gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram and our Facebook group, which you can join at any time. All that information is also on our website as as well as our YouTube channel where we upload a new video every Thursday. Right. And this podcast, we'll remember, will be called Wolford Weekly. Very soon. So uh, don't Just forget like to... our website. Exactly. So don't forget to subscribe on that as well. Thank you so much for joining us yet again. Uh, we always enjoy your company. And uh, from me, Alex, have a great evening and enjoy the rest of your week. Mm. And we'll see what 2020 brings.